the steam engine, the telephone, the home computer, and now MultiplayerSquad.com. It's a place to laugh, a place to love, a place to forge new friendships that'll last a lifetime. Come join us on Patreon to help support our independent podcast and to get access to our exclusive Discord server. What's that? This must cost a fortune? Not at all. It's only $5 a month. Again, that's MultiplayerSquad.com. Now it's time to start the show. Josh, what are you doing? Stop chasing that shiny object. They're waiting on us. Hey, what's up, squadmates? And welcome to another episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We're here for some goofy, family-friendly discussions on gaming, and we're very happy to have you here with us. On Thursdays, we release our episode called This Week in Gaming, where we break down some recent gaming news. And I am your Captain Paul. I run a pretty tight ship around here with a pool table. It's a gaming ship. <laughs> and then we have my first mate, Gilligan. I mean, Josh. I That's apt. I was going to start singing the Wellerman <laughs> song when you started talking about being a captain. So have, have you heard yeah. this song? I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, maybe. What is it? By the sea shanty? Oh, it's all over, man. It's like, soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tugging is done, we'll take our leave and go. And then it's like, it's got, it's about like some pirate ship or some ship like whaling and the whale drags the ship around, but it's like a great like Irish sailing song. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've just been singing it all like in my head <laughs> at all times, so... No, I don't think I know that. And here I'm Irish. I feel like I I should. I'm I'm failing my Irish brethren. If you guys are it, to everybody listening, just listen to the episode first because we don't want you stopping. But look up Sea Shanty Wellerman song, and then that's that's it. <laughs> okay, good, good to know. Yeah. And I actually, if we're referencing Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Which sure. I loved that show, by the way. I did too. I watched it every day. <laughs> you would be the skipper, not the captain. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I wanted to get in an Arrested Development reference, you know, so I, I tried to mix the two. Get, okay. get two pop culture references. That's that's risky. Sure. So this is an extra special episode because Josh and I are recording this on Valentine's Day. <gasps> we are spending our Valentine's Day evening together, apparently. But what better gift to give our wives than to give them a break from us? Right, Josh? Dude, my wife loves it when we have to record. She keeps telling me how excited she is for the podcast and everything else. But it's maybe it's just, <laughs> hey, go, go in the office, lock the door for 30 minutes or an hour, and, you know, she gets a break. Sure. Yeah, I, I made some brownies for the family, and my wife's just eating those while watching The Mummy with my kids. It's a great so, Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. There's Happy love Valentine's in that movie. Day, the, what's it? Uh, Unak Sunamun? <laughs> Isn't that her name? The, Something like that, yeah. It's, I, yeah, I was really impressed with myself there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen The Mummy in a few years, so I, I don't remember it that well. But, you know, I think Josh and I are maybe even struggling to record this this evening because I think we just want to play more Valheim. I think this is really hard for us to take any break and talk about anything else because we have plunged headfirst into Valheim. Our next deep dive episode is going to be about Valheim. So I want you guys to know that we're not going to talk about it too much here today, but we will be coming out with a full hour long episode on Valheim in a week and a half. 
this game, I've not been this hyped for a game in a while. And you're right. Like I had just built a new base so that we could have a base that's close to some stuff that we want to do. No spoilers. And I literally had to stop doing that so that we could come record. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, I just kind of went like, dang it, man, I want to keep playing. I'm almost done this base and then we can do this and that. And yeah, but yeah, almost all the gaming news that I was trying to look up, like half of it is about Valheim. Valheim passes 1 million sales in its first week and, you know, all this different news about uh, a well-known bug where you might lose your entire save and all these things. So we're going to pick on just news stories that have nothing to do with Valheim this week, but we will have more info for you later. I know Josh and I are dying to talk about it more. I know that Todd will be joining us for that episode, or at least that's the plan as of now. And so I know that all of us are very excited to share our Viking stories and talk a little bit about Valheim. So we just entered the Iron Age, and I feel like we're hitting a lot of new content right now. We are, and you and I had a funny little run-in earlier today, which is, you guys have been picking on me, so I'll I'll make this quick, and and it's not a spoiler, but every time we go sailing, because you can sail in this game, I am terrified that we are going to get eaten by a sea serpent or a kraken. And Uh (laughs) earlier, you even said, Josh, I have seen no reference at all to sea serpents or krakens in this game. And I went, uh-huh. I'm telling you, dude, one of them's going to get us. We're going to die out in the middle of the ocean. We're going to lose all of our stuff. It's going to be terrible. And what happened today, Paul? Well, we were out on a three-hour tour, <laughs> uh, shuttling some iron back and forth between our island and another. And we were sailing back with all the iron that we had first oh. found. And it's so heavy, you can't carry it very easily. And on our way back, we may have been attacked by a sea serpent. I told you they're real. Nobody believed me. Nobody (laughs) wanted to believe me. Everybody's like, oh, Josh is just scared of sailing. And then up out of the blue, the, the murky depths comes a sea serpent. So Josh was piloting. What's the correct term? Sailing? Not piloting. Sailing our ship. I was, you know. And I just pulled out my bow and arrow firing fire arrows at this sea serpent trying to get it off our ship. We thought we almost sank. It was very close, but we ended up getting rid of it. We didn't kill it, but we got it low enough and we kept sailing that it it, it sailed away. I was going to say the best part was you just popping up and instantly firing fire oh, yeah. arrows at this thing <laughs> while I am screaming like a, like a small <laughs> child going, ah! It's going to get us full. Ah, we're going to die. We're going to lose all our stuff. We're going to die. Well, here you're looking forward and the serpent's behind us. So I'm shooting arrows like over your head trying to hit this serpent. And we have been trying to avoid spoilers. So we will only Google search if we find a material and we don't know what to do with it. So we're trying to avoid spoilers on the different bosses and different mobs. But we did learn today that the sea serpents are real because all of our other adventures to the oceans have been completely uh, uneventful out uneventful, in the, yeah, yeah, out in the water. So we, for the record, I was a swerving master in the. It's not easy to <laughs> serpentine. To, to, to serpentine a boat while you're being chased by a serpent. But uh, yeah, we lived, so I was very excited about that. We did. And here we said we weren't going to talk about Valheim, but you guys just Oops. got like six yeah. or seven minutes of a little bit of a preview there. But we'll we'll come back with more Valheim. So here for today, a uh, couple of stories that we just kind of ran across that we thought would be fun to talk about on the show. 
I don't know how excited you are to talk about this first one, Josh, because this was more of my pick where I sent you a teaser trailer to a game called Drake's Odds Survive. Yeah, number one, that's a weird title, man. Drake's Odds Survive? Like, what is that? It's like three words that don't go together that... Like, did they throw, like, darts at a board and, like, this is, like, this is how they came up with their title? I I don't know. It makes no sense. And when I hear Drake, I think Uncharted. Because all those games have, like, Drake's name in the title. This has nothing to do with Uncharted whatsoever. This was a weird trailer, man. Uh, It's so, in a nutshell, it looks like it is, you play as aliens? Like, your prototypical big-eyed aliens, little scrawny, you know, tall, lanky alien guys... And you fight humans, but then it's like an open world survival game. Like, I don't, uh-huh. I, I don't really, <laughs> this was, I just, I love the fact that you like, you shared this. I could tell like you were laughing, like even, oh, in, yeah. even in text, I could tell that you were laughing and you were like, we have to talk about this. We have to play this game for the podcast. And then I was just like, oh, yeah. this game yep. is so up Paul's alley, man. Like, it's goofy. It's probably great. Honestly, like, it's probably going to be a blast. But it's just the silliest looking game I've ever seen. The only part that really grabbed my attention is apparently you can take over the AI. Like, you can alien mind control the AI in this game and then be them for a while. Yeah, I don't totally understand what even all of that means, but it is a third-person multiplayer survival game. They say they don't know final numbers, but the servers will have at least 60 active players at a time. And the opening of the trailer starts off where the camera is showing a set of boots and it starts panning up and you see jeans and you see a sheriff's vest, but then it's an alien and he's got like a 30s crazy uh like rockabilly hairdo and he's holding a shotgun and then all of a sudden this alien is fighting other people he's fighting aliens he's fighting a bear like out of nowhere and he's chopping trees and building bases and then flying a ship shooting lasers at stuff i don't really know what this game even is but it looked hysterical and it seemed like the kind of game maybe Maybe not like a critically acclaimed kind of game, but it seemed like it was bringing something a little different and a little bit new. I know that their website really touts the fact that you get to play as the alien, and usually you are the human fighting the aliens, and here they kind of flip that a little bit on its head. I did think it looked neat. There was part of that trailer. I I went to the website and was checking it out, too, and at one part, they showed you like flying as a crow or like controlling a cow. Yeah, like you can warp into animals, like right. Game of Thrones warg, warg style. Yeah. yeah, and then if it's a competitive game, which I'm assuming that it is if there's 60 active players in a server, if you just like take over a cow and then wander over to, <laughs> to like an enemy's base and check it out, like that would be pretty cool, like scouting things out as different animals or can I just cow charge my way into their door and like try to bash their door down. I don't know. Like there's, there's a ton of possibilities. I, I see a lot of potential to troll people, which that's the part that, you know, instantly makes me interested in it. Yeah. They do say that you, your alien can use like a scanner to see if something is really what it is or if it's an imposter. So it does sound like there's a little bit of 
trying to spy out enemy teams. And I'm curious to see how that mechanic might work. The only bummer is that this game does not come out until quarter one, 2022. And we know whenever we talk about a game, oh, it gets delayed. So probably turn your, yeah, turn your calendars back to maybe quarter three, quarter four of next year. So we'll, we'll keep our eye on Drake's odds survive. Please change the title. Just change the name now. Put something about alien in there. Just call it alien survival if you want. Just Drake's odds survive makes no sense. Yeah. Number one, who's Drake? Why, why are we talking about, is it, are we talking about like Vegas odds? Are we talking about he's odd? Like his personality? I, I don't know. It's really, <laughs> I get the survive part. <laughs> yes. That's the only part yeah. of the name that makes sense. <laughs> and then we were able to catch a little bit of new footage that has been released on Ashes of Creation. And I know that this is a game Josh and I have been very excited to talk about and look forward to. And they have released some content now on three of the different archetypes. And so they have released footage previously on the mage and cleric. And then just a couple days ago, they released footage about the tank. And so now that we have a little bit more content to see and take a look at, we kind of thought that now might be the right time to talk a little bit more about Ashes of Creation. But now that we've seen these three archetypes, what what has been your impression so far? I think they look cool. I've noticed like what what's neat to me is the number of like abilities that they were showing off. A lot of Yeah, abilities. a lot. Like that's kind of the cool thing is I feel like a lot of MMOs or at least I don't know. I haven't I really haven't played a ton of MMOs lately. I, I mean I know WoW had a gajillion different skills that you could do, but I feel yeah. like recent more recent MMOs you have like four skills. You know, and I love that ability to adapt to a situation or something like that. So I was the first thing that stood out to me is it's, I think they showcased like eight to 10 abilities for each archetype. Mm-hmm. And I thought they looked really neat, man. I mean, your, you know, your tank class obviously has a ton of aggro generation, which, you know, obviously they need, but then it was like they had, you know, AOE abilities, they had charge abilities, which I thought were cool. They had one ability. I don't know if it's like an ultimate, but it was saying that, that one looked really neat to me where, you can you take less damage depending on the amount of missing health. They said up to invulnerability. Right. And then I was like, that's kind of cool because if you're tanking like a big boss and you know, it's like that risk reward of like, do you wait to pop this ability until you're almost dead, but then you're invulnerable? Like if you pop it too soon, then you're still gonna take a lot of damage, like that kind of thing. So which uh what class stood out to you? I mean, I know you always play healers, so I'm sure cleric was, you know. <laughs> yeah, I tend to play healers in games like this, either heal or tank. I tend to just pick one of the more important roles. I did think that the tank looked like a lot of fun. One of the abilities was like Scorpion's get over here oh, move where yeah, he throws a javelin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a javelin with like a chain and he yanks the guy back. I was like, "Oh, that's neat." Uh I will say that I thought the abilities on all three classes, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, your mage does lightning bolts and fireballs and your tank does charges and bleed abilities. You know, so I don't think that this game is trying to invent something new. It's taking things that work really well with RPG, MMO type elements and just trying to make that work well together. I I feel very enthusiastically optimistic about this game having seen these three classes. I think they they seem to work very well. Yeah. 
for those that don't know, Ashes of Creation, we've mentioned this on a couple previous shows. You know, we've not really talked about it in depth, but it is an upcoming MMO that is so far being touted as like the revival of the MMO genre, not like Amazon's New World, where people are hoping that maybe this game doesn't <laughs> suck, you know, because um, I know we're both super huge fans of MMOs. It's just that there's not been any really good ones out that have captured our attention. And this game looks incredible. I, you and I were talking before the show. There's like an hour long demo where they show off so many different things. They show off like the world building. You can build these towns. And if players continue to go and actually use those towns, then the towns naturally get bigger. So it starts off as like this, like a couple little huts or whatever. And then if people continue to come there, then it'll turn into like a little village. And then a village can grow into a city, can grow into like these major like metropolises almost. But then you can raid towns and like people can try to siege them. And I don't know, man. It's, 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 it looks super good. I, it's the only MMO that has come out or is coming out in recent years that has my attention. Yeah, when when I watch the animation style and the types of abilities that they have, it looks to me like a labor of love, and maybe that's me reading into it, but I just get the sense that the people making this game love playing this kind of game. I, I don't get the sense it's being done for money or people who don't know what they're doing. It looks to me like MMO lovers making an MMO. Um, one thing I really loved is that the cleric class, they're really leaning into the idea of it being a cleric. And so all of the types of abilities are kind of tied in with like some kind of religious imagery or something like that. So they have abilities like exorcism, damnation, benediction. Uh, the cleric, yeah. yeah, yeah. The cleric also has like a Wonder Woman whip. Did you see that? I did. The, one of the you, abilities. The cool one to me was like the <laughs> the spear that appears in their hand, and then they launch it oh, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. person. But then uh -huh. the cool thing is, like they mentioned that skill. And you like impale this dude with a spear, but then they were saying that anybody that attacks that target, you have a chance of being healed. Like yeah. the cleric does. So I was like, dude, that's a cool, that's a cool skill too. I actually, out of all the three that they showed, I actually lean cleric the most just for the, like the oh, abilities. Okay. And I don't normally play healer. I mean, you know, I like normally I play tank or DPS, but it's not, I don't mind healing, but I just tend to go, oops, like, sorry, I forgot to heal you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe I'll lean into tank and we'll let you heal since in our friend group, you and I tend to always be on. So if we have a yeah. good core of a group, then maybe we just have to plug in some DPS. Um, yeah, a lot of the abilities that I saw definitely have direct comparisons to World of Warcraft. The tank had one ability called Weapon Toss, where he throws his weapon and it hits three guys and comes back. Paladins have an ability called Avenger's Shield. It looks exactly the same. Mages in Ashes of Creation have a blink ability to move forward instantly. Mages in WoW have the same thing. But I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Give me a modern game that uses what works well in WoW or EverQuest or Lotro or whatever, and then just build upon it, and it'll look great. I thought all the animation styles looked fantastic. The, one that was, game. the the prismatic beam, oh, do you yeah, remember that, that one cool. with the mage? Yep. That was a really cool one where it's uh, kind of like Moira's ult in Overwatch, yeah. Yeah, where it's a like a directional beam. Yeah, and that one looked fantastic. So I can't wait for this one. I'm more than willing to pay a monthly subscription to try it out. Yeah, the graphics in this game look incredible. It's everything. I mean, there's going to be mounts. I think there was even flying mounts. It's just it's it, it's like you said, it takes everything that's good 
that we remember from MMOs and kind of says, you know, we want to put these things together without, you know, a lot of the stuff that maybe doesn't work so much nowadays. You know, that's like the hardest thing to me is balancing the, like the hardcore part of an MMO. Like if there's no, if there's no risk, then it doesn't interest me. Like, honestly, like that's kind of the thing is like, if, if I just die and I respawn somewhere and that's it and there's no penalty, there's nothing. It's like, I, I don't, like, who cares if you die then? Right. You know, but then at the same time, you can't go back to the EverQuest days where if you die and you don't get your corpse in 24 hours, you lose everything. Whether you were the highest tiered character on the server, it doesn't matter. Like, that's like, people don't have time for that anymore, you know? And so it's, it's that tough balance, but I feel like they're going to do this. I don't remember, but I feel like the pedigree of the developers in this game is through the roof. I want to say it's like initial WoW and EverQuest people or something like that, but I, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So the last thing I wanted to bring up about Ashes of Creation is that I was poking around a little bit about info in the game. And do you know how many different classes there are in this game? Uh, I do not. I hope a lot, because that's one thing that I love is like finding the class that you love to play. I just shot you a, a Discord link there. There are 64 classes what? in this game. <laughs> So the way classes, <laughs> 64 classes. So the way it works is that you have two classes. There are eight archetypes. So there's bard, cleric, fighter, mage, ranger, oh, rogue, summoner, this, tank. Man. And you combine it oh. with a secondary and they work together to create a class based on your two. So eight times eight, there's 64 possibilities. Oh my goodness. And I love the names of these, dude. I see. Right. I, Ranger, I don't know why I instantly gravitate towards Ranger on some stuff. And it's like Soulbow, uh, Hawkeye, Falconer, Sentinel. Ooh, ooh, I just got excited. <laughs> yeah, what what cool classes is that, right? So if you go like fighter with fighter, then you're a weapon master. Or if you do mage with fighter, you're a battle mage. And how cool that they came up with that system. So the idea is that you get to pick two archetypes, combine them into a class, probably use some abilities from both i could not think of a cooler way to come up with your class in an mmo this is great rogue ranger is predator but a rogue summoner is a shadow lord <laughs> all right yeah they're great names right yes, all 64 yeah, whoever, well. yeah this is anyway this is like the reason that we talk about this to you guys i mean you guys some people are like why are they talking about this game for song but it's like we just we want it to work. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where we want another great MMO to play because it's like, we talk about it all the time. Like we love being able to play with our listeners and stuff like that. And the, an MMO is like the perfect place because people can log in, they can log out, people can help, they can do whatever, you know, it's just, this game has that hype. And I think they said 2022 or is it 2023? I'm not sure that they even have a release date yet. I, I know it's still a while off. I do know they said it'll release when it's ready. And that's like, they said, look, we're, we're trying to really build like the perfect MMO here. And so we don't want to rush it because you don't get another chance at something like that. So it's fine. Take your time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like mentally I've already moved off of New World and now I'm just waiting for Ashes yeah. of Creation. So New World, I'll still give a try, but I, I think you and I are just increasingly more skeptical about it. 
Uh, and then the last subject here for this week in gaming is some news. I don't know how excited you are about it, I'm but you and excited. I both happened to I, bring it up. I, I, I mean, I want this to work. Let's just put it that way. Sure. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people what's the last story for this week? So they're making a Borderlands movie. And mm-hmm. anybody that's played Borderlands knows that these games are hilarious. I mean, I love the humor in these games. I love the world. I mean, the Borderlands world is funny with the, you know, all of the different factions and the, it's just that post apocalyptic Mad Max type thing. But then you have high tech oh, yeah. people flying around in spaceships and stuff like that. So I love how it mixes all of these different things. We, we, we covered Borderlands. We did a review on Borderlands three. And mm-hmm. we also did an episode on movies based on right. Games. And so it's funny to me because it's like, I want this to work. It has a great cast too. I, they just cast Jack Black as Claptrap. And it's like, I could see that working. I mean, Jack Black's hilarious. So if he gets the voice right, that's kind of like the main thing is you got to have Claptrap's voice, man. Um, but I just like my one complaint with Borderlands has always been the story. You know, yeah. like it has a story, but it's just kind of weird. And none of the characters are super memorable. And, you know, I think it's this one's Lilith and Tannis and um, Roland. Roland, that was the one. And then Claptrap. So it's like, you know, we know how video game movies go. Yeah. So they are generally not very good. Right. So is this just <laughs> going to be funny, but stupid? Or is it going to be good? Like, I, I don't know. I'm a little worried. So there are fantastic actors that are already cast. So we have Jack Black. We have Kevin Hart playing Roland. We have Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. And goodness gracious, if you want some pedigree, you've got Kate Blanchett as Lilith. I mean, she's already won Best Actress twice. So you've got some incredible actors. Yeah, it's a video game movie. And then what's like, it's Borderlands. <laughs> like, Are they just going to be picking up loot nonstop? Like... I right, different, yeah, weapons. Are they going to be using goofy weapons? I don't know, but the only thing that has me very worried is that the director of this movie is Eli Roth, and he has done mostly horrors or thrillers in the past. This doesn't really seem exactly like the kind of movie he would make. Although the last movie he made, I don't know if you or your kids saw it, but it's called The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Yeah, I saw that. And that one has Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. So clearly the three of them must have gotten along well because they're getting the band back together for this one with Borderlands. Well, and then in Jumanji, you had Jack Black and Kevin Hart together. And Kevin Hart. And that was good. I like yeah. the Jumanji movies. Like they were silly, but they were entertaining. It's just going to be that fine line of like, you've got to throw in the humor on this, but it's still a video game movie. So, like, I don't, that is, I would not want to take that on as a director, especially with that cast, because you know, the more, like, the better the cast is, the more people that are going to want to hop in on this and then be like, oh, let's, like, let's blow this out. Like, let's, you know, have even more, like, super famous actors and actresses in there. But then it's like, I don't want it to flop either. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know, man. And they're still going to need to cast a really good villain. Because when Borderlands stories have worked its best, it's been around memorable villains like Handsome Jack. It's got to be Handsome Jack. That's, you have in my to have opinion, a good villain. Yes. like I think that would be the best way to go, is have Handsome Jack be the villain of the movie. Yeah, I totally agree. So being a movie based on a game, not the best track record. We even went on the record saying that there's not very many that we even enjoy. But... 
Borderlands has the right atmosphere, and if you have the right actors, maybe a good script. I don't know. I'm curious to find out. They must have a pretty decent budget to be able to hire all these big-name actors. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm curious to see once they start filming and we get to see photos and we get to see some trailers. I'm, I'm yeah, we'll know what route they're going then. Is like, are they going like seriously like they're putting a huge budget in this, or is it just going to be like some CGI like junky background <laughs> and then <you> yeah, know, <laughs> somebody holding like a terrible looking gun or something? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I can't imagine that Kate Blanchett has ever heard of Borderlands prior to this, but you know she's a professional. Hopefully, it's not just cashing a paycheck. And you know, we know Jack Black loves games, so it seems yeah. like he's probably played Borderlands. I would. Oh, I'm I would sure. Bet. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we have here for this week. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will be back with a bonus round episode on Monday. And if you wanted to check out Valheim and know what we are talking about, you can pick that up on PC. And then we'll be covering that in a week and a half. And then if you want to come check us out on YouTube, you can find us at Multiplayer Podcast. And Todd is working diligently to release video content on YouTube. We would love for you to check that out. And you can also find us on all social media as Multiplayer Pod. And then also, you know, this podcast is run independently. We don't have any ads on here. We don't get paid by anyone to do the show. So if you would like to help support the show, the best way you can do that is to visit MultiplayerSquad.com where you can become a Patreon supporter, and that starts out at $5 a month, and that gives you access to our exclusive Discord server. You can come interact with me, Josh, and Todd. You can game with us. You can ask questions, make suggestions for future shows, and we would love to have you on there. And uh, I think that's about it. So come check us out, Patreon, socials, YouTube, and then we will see you guys for another episode on Monday. Well, a man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tugging is done, we'll take our leave and go. I'm telling you, look it up. It's great. (laughs) Josh is going to land that record deal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you, everybody.